God bless you. We've got another podcast day here. We're in the church sanctuary, which has become for the last two weeks our podcast uh, room, our podcast, uh, I don't know, what do you call it, babe? Studio, sanctuary, Holy Ghost realm, place, place for miracles, signs and wonders. Uh, welcome. God bless you. We love you. We thank God for you. Let's open in prayer. Lord, thank you. Uh, Lord, I pray this. I pray for the anointing of God. Uh, I pray for miracles, signs, and wonders to those who hear uh, or are part of these podcasts. Lord, as I preach and teach, may the Word of God uh, be life. May the Word of God be miraculous in their life. In Jesus' mighty name, I come against now all sickness, all disease, every ungodly attack of Satan. I come against you now in Jesus' mighty name. And I thank you for freedom and liberty that faith yields. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, God bless you. Thank you for being here. Come on, give yourself a hand clap that, uh, for being here. Let people know that you're here. Glory to God. If you have your Bibles, and you should always, when it's podcast time, it's study time, uh, have Bibles, notebooks, but turn uh, with me to Hebrews uh, chapter 11 and hold there on Hebrews chapter 11. And then go, uh, when you put something to hold your place there, go to Mark 16. And I want to deal with, uh, I want to bring some, some light, some revelation to the subject of faith. Now, I don't profess to know everything, uh, but I, I, I do profess to have revelation on the subject of faith. And for almost 30 years now, I've been studying faith. I've been walking with uh, the Holy Spirit of God and gaining insight, understanding. I've been meditating or thinking on this subject almost daily, so I want to release that to you today. But let's go into Mark first, and I want to help you with a few things here, starting in Mark 16, starting in 15. And Jesus, this is Jesus' uh, commandment or, uh, or direction, giving the disciples direction. He says, go into the world, uh, preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. These signs shall follow them. Now, uh, the, the word here, follow, is, is the Greek word for companion. So uh, as we herald the word of God, as we preach, as we operate with, lay hands on, and on and on it goes, God gave his word uh, a companion. And the companion that he gave his word is signs uh, and miracles. So understand this. When the word of God goes forth, attached to it is a companion. A amen now. And that companion is to complete the word of God with signs and wonders. Uh, so a lot of times we try to receive the word of God in an intellectual, intellectual type mindset. And then we think we have to go into another part of the service to receive a miracle. Where God said, I've already pre-attached to the word of God. I've already pre-attached to obedience a companion. The word follow, once again, Greek word companion. A companion. And the companion's job is to perform signs, wonders, which we can equate to the miraculous. Can someone say amen? Uh, I want to say this about miracles. A lot of time we think miracles are like a lottery system. Uh, you know, you say yes or no, but the answer is yes. Most people's idea about the miraculous are some people get them and some people don't. 
A lot of people have an, an, an idea or a wrong idea concerning miracles that God gives a miracle like once a week, and if you're lucky enough to be you know, in that realm, you'll get it. That's not true. I like what Oral Roberts says. He said that miracles are passing you by now. Uh, God's the God of miracles. God does not have limit a limited number of miracles. God's desire is to be a, a miracle-working God in our lives as we need a miracle. Can someone say amen? Uh, so if miracles are passing me by, what's stopping me from getting a miracle? And the, the answer to that would be is the, the, the glove or the catcher or the net of faith. Amen. Uh, you'll receive miracles by faith. Uh, you'll receive that what God, the intent of God, uh, what he has with you or for you by faith. If you believe miracles are few and far between, uh, you'll probably never see one. But when you understand that's a part of God's nature, miracles are a part of God's daily, secondly, every moment nature. That's just who he is. You can't separate God from miracles. You can't separate God from faith. You can't separate God uh, from health or healing, for, from divine health. You can't separate God from blessing. You can't separate God from increase. You can't separate God from multiplication. When God shows up, these things manifest by faith. Amen. They're present but they manifest by faith. Uh, but you don't need to work God into a healing frenzy. Uh, when God's in the room, his word's in the room, uh, there's healing in the room. When God's word's in the room, there's mere, and on and on it goes. Can someone say amen? Uh, so understand this. When the word of God is preached, when the word of God is taught, when we herald the word of God or cast it forth, attached to it, you should have this in your notes, Attached to it is a companion of signs, miracles, and wonders. Amen. Now, now some people teach signs, miracles, and wonders as three different things. Uh, years ago, oh, Lord, help me uh, with his, his name. I believe it was Morris Cirillo. Uh, they said he had a, a, a sign and wonder anointing. Because uh, in his meetings, uh, signs and wonders would, would happen. Uh, some people believe that you can equate signs and wonders under the umbrella of miracles, and I am one of those, that when signs and wonders happen, it's under the umbrella of the miraculous, uh, meaning man has had nothing to do with it at all except for believe. Can someone say amen? Go back to Hebrews quickly. Now, I want to get into this. This got into my heart uh, partially a couple of years back, but I'm, I'm just now starting to get the fullness of it. Hebrews 11, 1, and I said this on Sunday, the Lord, I was studying this Saturday on, when I was away, and this, this word now, it, here in this place, I believe to be a conjunction. I wish we had Brother Jared here this morning being the uh, teacher, but uh, what we've done for years, and Randy will attest to this, is we've put the, the 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 light the spotlight on now, and the spotlight's not to be on now. The spotlight's to be on faith. Uh, so if we we move the word now into a conjunction, it's making room for or shedding light on what's to come. Uh, so God didn't intend the word now to be the the subject. Uh, God uh, didn't intend faith to be now. Faith can be now when you hear. 
you then possess an idea or an understanding. Uh, I would say a simple idea or a simple understanding, but we know true faith is meditated on and has to become an absolute to the hearer. Uh, so then that takes the element of, of faith as always now. I think for years too that that has been taught in error. Now, I'm, I, you know, some people get mad at me because the rich heritage of faith that I'm a part of, but I believe it's been taught in error, and I believe it's it's been it's uh, in that teaching. It's hurt a lot of people because a lot of people didn't see the result of immediate faith. Now, therefore, they they begin to quit or they begin to get uh, weary uh, concerning faith. I'm telling you right now, I know the who's who of the word of faith, uh, you know, teaching, and uh, very few of them have ever received now miracles, now faith. Now, I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but if we uh, study the scripture, we can see almost in every a single person of scripture that deals with the receiving of the promise of God, an element of time. All right. Uh, so if, if we take this now and we, we take the word now and we use it to point to it's like if I want to have a conversation, a biblical spiritual conversation with my wife and then I change gears to say now faith is and I change it from now faith is I, I just go into a, a new idea. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. Because faith always deals with the future. Now, you need to write this down. Uh, this might be revolutionary to some of you, but it's simply Bible. And I know it goes crossways against the grain of what we've been taught. But if you look at every Bible instance, uh, when we release faith, faith goes into our future. Faith precedes the miracle. Uh, faith precedes, come on, are you here this morning? Uh, uh, faith always precedes the result or, re, or, or the return or the reward of it. Uh, so if I need healing in my body, I first have to hear that God is a, a miracle worker, that he is a healer, that, that in him to me is the ability to receive supernatural divine faith, divine uh, uh, healing by way of faith. But I still have to send it Come on, uh, somewhere. I, I still have to release it uh, for an appointed time. Now, we could say that appointed time is now where I would say to you, you can engage now, but we always see faith's result in the future. Is this helping somebody? Uh, amen. So l let me give you a few examples of this. Let's first go to the woman with the issue of blood. Now, go into Mark it's funny, uh, now I'm working with the word now, and I see how many times we say now, uh, you know, and it's not meaning now, it's meaning uh, like I'm changing subjects or, or I'm pointing to something. So it's uh, very clearly you can see it. Amen? Uh, Mark chapter uh, 5, uh, we can begin to see uh, the, the parable of the woman with the issue of blood. Now understand this, every time Jesus taught us in, in parables and or like a historical account, he did that for us to know something. Uh, he did that to empower us to know there's a, a principle, uh, to know there is a, a, a system that we can engage in and get the same or similar result. So there's a woman that had an issue of blood uh, for 12 years. Uh, she spent all her money with the doctors, got uh, no better, but rather grew worse, the Bible says. 
And then let's pick up here in, in verse 28. I'm going to read 28 first before 27. Uh, so in verse 28, because that's really how it goes. We need to switch those verses around. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be made whole. And that's what she said first. Uh, now we can go into 27. Because a result of what she said uh, begin to uh, unveil to her or begin to manifest to her. So she said, "If I, that's what caused her to move. All right, uh, her saying caused her to move. Uh, her saying uh, uh, sent into her future open doors for her that were closed until uh, she said. Are you still here? Can you say amen? So she said uh, um, uh, uh, in 27, when she had heard of Jesus, she came. So she said first, if I can touch his clothes, I'll be healed. Then she heard he's coming, so she begins to go the way of her word. And the Bible says, and she touches him. But she released a word first before she went to him. Or her words made a way. Her, her words had access before she had access. Let me tell you this. Your words have access to places that you don't, lest you send your words first. Your word has have, have access. I used this example I was away this weekend. And I was thinking about a scripture where God told Moses, uh, the people need miracles, they need to know that I am God, they need water, go to this rock, then speak to this rock. Now, uh, a rock, we, we know there's no life in a rock. You know, there's life in dirt, we have, we have evidence of that. Uh, I guess there could be life in a rock if there's dirt, you know, in a rock, but the, the life's in the dirt, it's not in the rock. Uh, in, in, you know, just nature. So he says, go to the rock, speak to the rock. The, wa the rock will begin to yield water. Uh, so he goes to the rock, gets with Aaron. They go to the rock and, and, and hastily he takes a staff and starts beating the rock. And the rock produced water, but then God got mad. And he said, I didn't tell you to hit the rock. I told you to speak to the rock. Uh, now, when I begin to study that, uh, this principle that I'm trying to convey in speaking to the rock his words had access to a place he did not, lest he sent his words. You don't have access to the center of the rock. Your words have access. Come on. Your words can go places first. Your words can gain access first for you, uh, but your words have to go first in order for that door to be open unto you. The door to the kingdom of heaven is not open unto you until you release words. In Romans 10, 9, and 10 says, If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe with your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. In that word, you shall be saved, that's you gaining access to the kingdom of heaven. But you didn't gain it by natural means. You gained it first with your profession or your confession of faith. Can someone say amen? Now this should free you up because a lot of time when you begin the believing journey and you don't see the immediate miracle, you shouldn't get frustrated. Understand that faith is a process. Amen. It was a process for Jesus. Now uh, he could have come, he could have, and on and on it went, uh, but, but he uh, his journey was a journey that was a process. And in that process, come on, uh, he began to obtain certain things at certain periods of time. Uh, he be, are, are you still with me? Can you say amen? So you've got to release the, the element of frustration. 
You, you've got to today say, if it doesn't manifest today, it doesn't mean I missed it. If it doesn't manifest today, it doesn't mean that I'm not as good as, and then you can put your faith hero's name there, or the faith giant that you perceive as a faith giant that really is not just a person with understanding, biblical understanding. But you can begin to say, I, I didn't miss it. I, I've involved myself with the process of faith. Come on, are you still here? Now let's look at, let's go to Mark, one chapter back, verse 4, and let's look at this simple process of faith. Mark 4 and 26, Jesus once again says, so is the kingdom of God, or we can say it like this, this is how the kingdom of God works. It is as if a man should cast seed into the ground and should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should spring up and grow up, and he doesn't know how. So before it springs up, there's a process. Are you still here? All right. The process is, number one, he had to get a seed. Well, uh, in seed form, that seed is not producing anything. So there goes the element of now. Or, 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 come on, wave at me here. Uh, in that seed form, uh, you now uh, have access to, God's now given you access to, uh, but you can't engage or birth uh, what's in that seed until it comes out of your mouth. And the, the trigger has come out of your mouth. That's the trigger uh, to, to, to uh, the operation of faith, uh, you know, uh, initiating, is when I release it out of my mouth, uh, now that seed is doing what it has to do to perform, but we can't remove the element of time. A lot of faith preachers, teachers have tried to remove the element of time, but it's in the element of, of time that God does creative work or, or God does miraculous work. Hey, I, I don't know, but maybe there's a few moments or there's some, something in time that God needs to do to prepare you for the miracle that's coming. I, I don't know, but it kind of seems like in every miraculous sense, it's almost like God prepares, God makes ready, God makes room for and then here comes the miracle or the reward uh, of faith. Amen. So he says here, he says, uh, you, go, you sow the seed, so is the kingdom of God, or this is how the kingdom of God works. A man should cast seed. Well, before you cast it, you have to possess it. So you possess it according to Romans 10, uh, 17. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I, I possess or I obtain seed by hearing. We can, eat, we can say there, uh, I, I have now, I possess something now in hearing, uh, but, but you, you, you possess the ability, uh, not the manifested thing. Are you still with me? So I, I hear, I possess, but there's a, this wonderful word, meditate, to think on that, that positions, positions you to sow. And you can't bypass to think on. Uh, the word, I got a little deeper revelation on Saturday concerning this too. My wife taught me this. Dr. Barclay taught her this. But I didn't get it. Sometimes you got to get your own revelation. Amen. Sometimes it takes time. We know the word con means with. But hold on here. We can talk about a profession and we can talk about a confession. We need a mouth for a profession. We need a mouth and a heart believing for a confession. So if we take and say we have chili, 
what, what is it? Con queso I like because I like cheese. Chili con queso. That means we have chili uh, with cheese already in it. All right? If we say cafe con leche, which, I, oh, come on, are you here? I, I think I'm part Cuban. You start talking about uh, Cuban coffee and cafe con leche, there's even a song, cafe con leche, that I play all the time. Glory to God. It just talks about coffee with cream. Amen. But it means it's already in there. So when we talk about confession, that means I, I've got the element, uh, I've received, I've thought about, uh, I, I've perceived, I've revelated to now where this subject, this idea has become a part of me. It's now uh, Richard Con healing, uh, meaning uh, it's in here. Come on, uh, uh, it's, uh, uh, it's in me now. It's a part of me now. So now I'm not trying to work something to be. Uh, I see a lot of faith trying to cheer on, a, you know, you know a, a creative ability. It's almost like we become a cheerleader. We're going to cheer this thing into. No, 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 no. You're, you're going to sow a seed, and that sowing of the seed comes from a deep place of belief. Amen. And once you sow that seed, you've now uh, given that seed an, an assignment to produce what God has intended it to produce. Amen. So uh, let's, let's go like this. I take time, and you've got to take time to, to meditate the, 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 the thing, the subject matter. Because if you don't, it's kind of like a monetary thing. It's kind of like a, an idea only, and that would be reduced to a profession. You know, a lot of people I say, say this, you know, in church, a church service. Some people say it because they're being polite. Uh, but until you say it, Come on, are you here? You're just professing or being polite. It's, it's like simple words. But when you speak on purpose, uh, you then speak from a, the creative part, come on, of the human. Are you here? Uh, creative ability. So, so here he says, you sow the seed. Now, remember the revelation I had years ago. When we put the pole in the ground, uh, I, I don't remember how many, but I think it's over 250 posts we put in our ground, in our yard. And, and most of them I did personally, uh, thinking it was cool. Looking back on it, it was kind of foolish. Uh, but I put these posts in the ground. Uh, I put posts in the ground to keep horses in certain areas. I put posts in the ground to, you know, to keep dogs in certain areas, to make it look ranchy, and on and on it goes. Uh, when that post hit the ground, uh, something's taking place under the soil line that you can't see. You got post, uh, Petra, or you've dealt with post. Uh, whether it's aluminum, whether it's steel, whether it's wood, uh, whatever uh, material it, it is, plastic's probably the best. Uh, when you put it in the ground, soil has properties and abilities that God has given them. That's why he's using the soil as a parable and a seed. Seed has properties and abilities that God has given them. A, a seed has a container or a cover. I was reading the other day about a, a certain seed, and I think it was a peach uh, seed, that you got to break it open because the hard part that you see, like if you just put that in the ground, it's not going to produce anything. You got to break the, the 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 container open, the shell open, 
and, and you come on and, and you take that shell out, and then you put that shell in dirt and water, and it begins to produce. A, a kernel of corn, the, the shell part, you, you don't eat the shell part. That shell, let's just say you pop popcorn. Uh, the, the shell kind of goes away, and, and what's produced is the corn in the shell. So when you put anything in dirt, and, and now when you speak, the void of space becomes dirt, all right, in this parable. When I speak and I release a seed, what happens as I release it, the, the, the void of space begin to peel away the shell to get to the heart of the thing that I'm trying to produce, all right? Uh, so when I release health and healing, uh, I release a seed. When I put the pole in the ground, the, the dirt begins to eat away at that material looking for the heart of the seed to produce. So we think, oh my God, look at uh, this pole, it's ruined now. You know, I put it in the ground, what happened to it? it you know, we think it's the, the moisture, we think it's the, you know, dry moisture, dry moisture, so on and so forth. No, 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 no. It's the properties, it's the chemical, it's the life in the soil that's doing what God created it to do, looking for something to produce. Amen. So when you speak the soil of the air, if you will, or the spiritual soil of life, uh, begins to go to work to produce the, the seed that you released uh, it to produce. Can someone say amen? But it takes time to remove the shell in order for the seed to begin to grow. But that's what he said. He said, don't worry about the element of time. He said, sow it, and when you sow it, go on about life. Go to sleep. Wake up. Do what you got to do. Don't change the way you think, and that's where a lot of Christians miss it. A lot of times we get crossways and we begin to change our verbiage from one day to the next. Why? Because we didn't see it in the element or in the time of now, so we think we missed it, and we begin to faint. When Paul said, faint not, don't you dare quit. It's an operation and that's proven and it will come to pass if you stay within that operation God set forth or before you can say amen to that. So I, I sow the seed and, and to me it's as if, this is a part of trust now, uh, when you trust somebody you don't have to see it to believe it. Does that make sense? Like how many trust, like my wife, baby, you trust me with everything. If I say to, to my, my little girl here, uh, I'm going to give you $500. Um, on Friday, I'm going to give you $500, 500 cash dollars. Now, she doesn't need that money for what I said to come to pass. She's going to get it. She knows she's going to get it because she's judged my word already. I, I, my words are proven. Does that make sense to you? So I can now, she can now rather go to sleep tonight, wake up tomorrow, go to sleep the next day, wake up the next day until Friday, not worrying about, not trying to remind me, not dropping hints of, not fighting on fear if I don't, not worrying. Come on, are you here? Because she trusts me. A lot of people, God, uh, people just don't trust God's word, and I'm not talking about His word. Uh, this word is attached to Him, and just as the day it came out of His mouth, it's the same way today than it was 
from the beginning of time. It, it, when God says something and you gain revelation, that should settle it. When God says something, which we know what he says, uh, no matter uh, when he said it, when you gain revelation, that should settle it. If God said it, that settles it, I believe it. God said it, that settles it, I believe it. God said it, Bible, Scripture, uh, revelation, that settles it, I believe it, so it. Can you say amen to that? That's very simple. Now, now what do you do with the element of time? Uh, that's none, time is none of your business. God said, all right, let, let me finish it here. Uh, we'll finish right here. We're out of time. Uh, and it should, uh, you should go to sleep, rise up day and night. And once again, that's just, uh, once it shows us there's something happening, but it's beyond your ability to know this part. And the seed should spring up and grow up. Now, once again, we see where, where I said the, the, now has to come out of the picture. Now you receive it. But we see that there's an element of time taking place uh, here in the, in the growing and the manifest, you know, manifestation of it. That says you sleep, that's time. You rise, that's time. You sleep, that's time. Day, that's time. Night, that's time. And the seed should spring more time. It should grow more time. But then he says, uh, and you don't know how. Or uh, you're getting in trouble with trying to know how, why, and when. Do you think God is caught off guard when you need a miracle and he doesn't know how or he doesn't know why or he doesn't know when you need it? Do you think God is surprised and, and you got to help God be God and remove the prize, surprise element to God so you don't die or so you can't pay your bill? Or No, no. all you've done is become an obstacle and you've gotten in the way of the process that, that's been perfected by God. The process of faith is perfect. It, it, there's no flaw to the process of faith. The only time it gets flawed is when we involve ourselves incorrectly. The part of faith that you have no involvement in at all is the production of faith. Uh, it's God's job to produce. And it's your job to believe and, and to not know how the production happens. Are you still with me? Uh, I, I have said years ago, if God were to tell you how, you couldn't believe it, and you'd never get your miracle. Could you imagine sitting here today, and, and God said to you, go down to the beach. You don't have reference of this miracle now in, in my story. But God says, you need money, go to the beach. And there's going to be a fish. And, and when you catch it, open its mouth. And there's going to be a coin or there's going to be healing serum or, there, or there's going to be a, whatever it is, whatever provision you needed. It's going to be in that fish's mouth. Um, you'd begin to judge, is that God? You'd begin to judge, you know, really, why, now, no, it's not biblical, and on and on it goes. Well, what happened? You knew something that you didn't need to know. Come on, are you here? So why do we need to know and coach God? Come on, the author, the finisher of our faith, the creator of all living matter, now all of a sudden needs an earth coach? Uh, now, now, now needs a, a man coach to coach him on how to perform his promise? And the answer is no. 
He doesn't need a man coach. He needs someone to obey. He needs someone to believe and to trust his word. Can someone say amen? Give you one more scripture for your notes reference later. Uh, the, the, the centurion and the centurion servant, Jesus sent his word uh, somewhere that he didn't have access to. He said, well, he did have access. No, he didn't. The guy said, Jesus, I don't want you to come to my house. He said, you just have to send the word. And, and he says this phrase, the centurion, that is of the highest faith that we can have. Everything God is, all that he has, is in the word only. And the centurion says, send the word only, and my servant would be made whole. Send the, the, the word of God is enough. Back to Moses, speak to the rock. The word of God is enough. You don't have to beat the rock. And the rest of that story is God got mad at Moses and Aaron because now it appeared like uh, they had something to do with the miracle of the water in the rock. When God says, all I asked you to do is speak to the rock. Because when you speak to the rock, a miracle of water will come from the rock. And people will look at that rock and say, that had to be God. Hey, are, you, are you with me? Say amen. Back to the centurion. Send the word so the word's released into the future, but it has, uh, not only is it released in the future, but because there's no void of space in the spirit, it's also immediate in that instance. Are you still with me? He sends it, uh, and I could even go on to this. I, I taught this on Sunday morning. Um, a lot of people think that their will can up, uh, stand up to or oppose the word of God. And the answer is, this guy's will had nothing to do with it at all. Um, we can look at the man lower down from the roof. His will had nothing to do with it at all. It was upon somebody else's oper uh, action and faith that they released or sent somewhere and gained access to that place. Come on, uh, this, we don't get the fullness of this yet. I'm telling you right now, when you get revelation of what I'm saying, this will revolutionize your faith. When you understand that you're, you're, there's no off-limit place to your words. Uh, when you understand if you have a wayward child, a sinner child, a, a demon-driven child, then just like the, woman, the, the man with uh, the servant, the centurion, said you can send your word to where this person is, you can send the word of God to where the person is too. You don't pick up the phone. No, because then that would be you getting in the way of the operation of faith. But you can send the word of God into that place where they are and change the atmosphere of that place because the word of God present demands God on the scene. You send that word only, then guess what you do? Don't call, say, did anything happen? No, that's you, you involving yourself with the operation that belongs to God. You go to sleep. You wake up. You thank God. I released a miracle. I sent a miracle. Something's taking place over there. It's only a matter of time. I don't have to worry about anything. Thank you, Lord, for the miracle of, of deliverance that I've sent. Thank you for the miracle of healing I've sent. Thank you for, thank you for, you say, well, well, what if it doesn't happen? Well, move on to the next project and begin again and forget about that. People think, well, I, I, I'm, I'm not batting too high of a, well, maybe you got in the way of everything else. 
Look at Abraham, uh, uh, the father of faith. He was deemed the father of faith. The only biblical account of someone being called the father of faith. And it took him 30 years to produce the promise that God promised unto him. Could, it, could he have produced it sooner? Yes. But what happened? He kept getting in the way. Abraham, you're going to be a father of many nations. Look at the stars. Look at the sand. Sarah, uh, it's, it's not happening. Uh, Sarah says to Abraham, take my handmaid, uh, go in the bedroom with her, and begin to produce. No, you played God. You messed up the operation that God had set forth or, or, or had for you to produce the miracle. Uh, then Abraham, uh, on and on, they're fighting, they're, 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 they're combating faith, and God says, well, I'll help you, I'll give you a hint, I have to change your names, because the teaching that I teach you, you're the biggest prophet of your life, and in your names now, when you speak Sarai, Sarah from Sarai, and Abraham from Abram, what you'll be calling each other is the, the mother of many children and the father of many nations. So now you're not getting God's help. Now you're going to have to prophesy or send your words into the future uh, to begin, come on, or to gain access first, but then to begin to produce the promise. Oh, we'll stop here. And can we pick up here uh, next week? Amen. Uh, glory to God. Amen. I'm telling you, it's revolutionary. And, and we should never come to the, the, the fruition or the end of the understanding of faith. You can never exhaust any singular Bible subject, lest it be a prophecy that's come to pass, but, but something that God's given us that, that has uh, the, you know, a principle. Uh, it, it, we can't exhaust that subject. We should grow in it every single day, uh, gain deeper understanding, that's word is revelation, by thinking and meditating on Glory to God, I love you. We're out of time. I spit a lot out this morning, not just drips of water out of my mouth, but a, a lot of words that, that have a lot of value. And, and I would say to you this morning, understand and, and, and keep the words valuable. Make the words valuable. Understand that they're a treasure to us. The Bible says you have a treasure uh, within you. You have a treasure of God uh, by way of words. I love you, Pastor Rich. Until next time, share this podcast, like our page, help us get the word out. Uh, I sure love you. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Amen.